Football, baby! Playoff edition to a championship edition of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Blanton, as usual, along with my co-host, Travis Masterson. It is week 17 now? Is that right? Where have we gone? Oh my goodness, we've got we've got an entire week 16 to capture, to recap. We've got, look, man, I'm just finally excited to talk some playoff and some championship-level fantasy football. We're episode 44. If you're not already part of this bandwagon, go ahead and hop right on at Losing Sucks on Twitter. You can't go wrong. Yeah, baby. It is the Super Bowl. I've got a jersey 44 for you. Oh, okay. Hit me with one, man. An An inner division running back. Ahmad Bradshaw played for the Packers. Big body shares the last name with the little lady hero on Game of Thrones. Add an S to the end of her name. Uh, Arius. Uh, what's her last name? Oh, Starks. James oh, Starks. James Starks. Okay. Old time Green Bay Packers. There's Not too old time. Yeah, there's a name you don't hear too often. I don't. I don't. Touchdown uh, Vulture. Yeah. And who doesn't love a good one of those? You know, you gotta, you gotta throw in a Jordan Howard every once in a while. Uh, hey, Jordan Howard, that's gonna be a a nice start this week, I think, if he's going. Yeah, Miles Sanders decided to uh, give his opponent a hand. Yeah, that's right, I went there. We got a lot to get into, bro. That was a crazy week sixteen. The final four was nuts. Yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to recap. Um. So let's just dive right into it, man. Um, first, let's dive into our bounce backs. The guys we thought last week were going to have monstrous weeks. Travis, we knew we had it right. Um, turns out my quarterback, Russell Wilson, uh, finishing as the quarterback 15, not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- losing isn't the only thing that sucks around here. Apparently, my quarterback picks. Um, what if I- you lose to Nick Foles? You know, it's in 2021. It's not a good feeling. Uh, he has superpowers, and we know Brutal. that. But look, this is true. The blizzard that took place, um, in that game, one I love to see it. Winter Wonderland. That that's football weather. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. That goodness. I I enjoyed watching that game so much. Um. Nothing like watching two teams who have no future in this season just duking it out in a terrible weather game. <laughs> My running back pick, Travis, Alvin Kamara, I, d- I said he was not going to bounce back, and guess what? He gave you a very nice 6.9 points. A great call. Boy, was it nice. It was nice. I'm sorry if he was on your team. Um, Not to say I told you so, but I told you so. Sure did. DK Metcalf, my wide receiver pick. 40-yard touchdown bomb. Boy, oh, boy. That felt... It was about to be a huge day. Nice. Yeah, about to be. Could have been. Should have been. Would have been. Had it been any other team other than the Seahawks. 
But for whatever reason, I feel like Russell Wilson threw that pass and was like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. So he stopped. You better catch it. This is the only one you're going to get all day. It was ugly, man. It was terrible. And then not as terrible, though, as my tight end pick, Noah Fant. I'm done with the Broncos this year. I mean, the Broncos are done with the Broncos this year. But honestly, that whole offense, I'm just done. I'm done. Yeah, it was ugly. They had a beautiful thing, okay? They had Sutton and Judy and Fant and the running backs and then the gloves on the hands, and then they ruined it. They ruined it all. God-given gloves don't come through. If those don't come through, you know you're in trouble. Well, I mean, it's because it's because Drew Locke wasn't wearing gloves. That's why. There you go. That's, That's why. it. Tell me about your bounce backs, Travis. I would like to say that I had a much more successful week. Yeah. But I really did not. Joe Burrow, though, was my bounce back candidate of the week at quarterback. Goes for 536 total yards of offense for himself. Four touchdowns on on the way to being the quarterback number one on the weekend. Beautiful. You love to hit on these big picks. I mean, on these bounce backs. You do. It's It feels a little different when your bounce back is the number one at the position. However, Tony Pollard was my running back. Even with a huge lead, Tony could not get it going. Zeke gives you another 16-point day. It's really hard to see the Cowboys go for 50-plus points. And then Tony Pollard gives you six fantasy points. Yeah. It's brutal. You would think 50 points means he's playing the entire second half and just eating people alive. But that was not the case. Stefan Diggs, I did not think was going to bounce back. Yeah, how'd that work out? But he did. Seven catches, 85 yards, and a score. Stefan Diggs was a miss for me. He beats the Patriots. And then the biggest miss of the weekend... Because I don't think you can possibly pick somebody to go for negative points, even if you really try to find somebody. <laughs> yeah, you've got all to, you have to do is yeah. make them your bounce back pick of the week at tight end. Yeah. And Ricky Seals Jones goes for negative point four, biggest whiff of the year. Oof. Ricky, mm. you'll live in infamy, my friend, <laughs> for many shows to come. Uh, he, yeah, Ricky sealed your deal. Yeah, he sealed your fate. How about that? Sure did. Yeah, so we're uh, we're a solid twenty five percent this last week on our uh, our bounce back picks. There, Travis can only go up. <laughs> well, I would like to I would like to think so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I hope I certainly so. hope that's the case. Let's talk about our big picks. How about that? That 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 should these are right. guys a little better. I'll be honest, Travis. I didn't do much better here. Um, it's just so hard. Football's a funny game. And I'll tell you, there are some matchups where you're just, you're thinking there's no way that this matchup can, can fail you. It's too perfect. And I think that's one thing we get wrapped up in. We get wrapped up in too perfect. You know, you look at Justin Herbert, who was my big pick of the week. And I'm thinking it's the Texans. We get this mindset in our head that once a team is bad, they're bad for the entire season. And unfortunately, Travis, that's just not the case. That they're all pros. They're they're all professional players. It just takes one bad week. Maybe the 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 players want it more, or maybe I look. I I'll be the first to say I know nothing about building a culture in a football locker room. That's for sure. Um. So maybe whatever they're doing over there in Houston is working, but they beat the Chargers. Um. Justin Herbert. 
didn't do anything for me um, for my big pick of the week. I mean, I, I, I can't give you a pass just because you come in as a top 10 quarterback on the week. You know, it comes in as a quarterback nine. That's wonderful. But you were supposed to be the quarterback like three or four. For sure. And then my running back big pick of the week, you know, David Montgomery had a nice snowy game running back nine on the week, 16.6 fantasy points. That's a, that's good enough. If you had him on your roster, getting you into the, the, the final matchup, I hope he helped anyone out there, um, out a little bit there. Nice matchup there. Michael Pittman, my wide receiver, big pick of the week. What is going on there? Wide receiver 37 on the week. And. Oh goodness, wide receiver 39 over the last 6 weeks. I just that's killing you. And you know what kills you is that now Carson Wentz is out for this week. So maybe, Michael, maybe they Michael, changed the rules. Oh? oh the NFLPA, yeah, they changed right. the rules to 5 days, so he could that's be. That's right. So he could be back. Um which if he is ca- is a huge yeah. bump to Michael Pittman, maybe from 39 sure. to 38, 37. Right. You could get a solid wide receiver 35 <laughs> there and you know call it a big wide day. Receiver 3. Exactly. So he's my medium pick of the week, but it's just so sad because you know what he he didn't have a terrible terrible week um in like a half like he gave, he gave you 12 points. But the the wide receiver 37 on the week? Not at this time of year. No sir. No absolutely not not at no you can't mr Pittman. you sit down right next to your fantasy uh, managers have a seat and then of course rob gronkowski rob two targets gronkowski unbelievable i rewatched the highlights of this game what highlights there are no highlights well there was a particular player in that game that i wanted to see every touch of oh right okay yeah we'll talk about him in a second i was able to do that but along the way rob gronkowski he had a really nice catch, and it was it was not a shoestring tackle, but I would say an ankle tackle right. away from being a 30-yard touchdown. Right. So he got brought down at the 10, and then he got targeted in the end zone. Looked like he came down with it and then dropped it. So he got close to bailing you out twice, but everybody had Rob Gronkowski inside their top five at least um, in this matchup with the lack of weapons, but... Can't blame you for the pick, but that's that's crazy that he had two targets on a day like that. Yeah, definitely not what you expected. Tell me about your picks, Travis. Make 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 at least yourself feel good. Make the people feel good about what you're saying. Jalen Hurts keeps it rolling with the Eagles, but not for fantasy owners. He finishes outside the top 12 in week 16. 16 points for you as a loss for me on the big pick. This is kind of what you're getting right now with the Eagles is – they have their identity. It is not a high-pass volume team. And if things are going their way, they're just going to keep running it. And they have an easy schedule, which is good for fantasy, but you need some kind of resistance from the other side, or they're just going to keep running down people's throats. So I don't know that Washington offers that this week. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but he just destroyed Washington two weeks ago for, I think, 28 fantasy points. I would be hard-pressed to find somebody that I would could start in front of Jalen Hurts. If you're Hurts' owner, you're rolling with him anyway. Um, Ronald Jones, name of the week here at Losing Sucks, at least for half of us. <laughs> Ronald Jones, 65 yards and a score. Yeah, great name. We can move on to the wide receiver. Keyshawn Vaughn <laughs> broke the long one for a touchdown. However, Ronald Jones finishes 
he finishes as the RB11 on the week. Gives you an RB1. I should have made a bet with you for that one. That was guaranteed. Yeah, he's the RB1. How about a guarantee for this weekend? Ronald Jones goes back-to-back RB1s. No, because he's facing the Jets. Why would I do that? What? <laughs> well, Herbert was just facing Houston. Yeah. And, and you what, never what know. What did I learn there? Herbert was still quarterback one. As long as you're willing to... As long as you're willing to compare Herbert and Ronald Jones in the same Absolutely. sentence. Absolutely. Good with me. Justin Herbert played as bad as Ronald Jones usually plays. <laughs> 100%. I'm going to count Ronald as a win. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, 8 on the week, 10 catches on 12 targets. The reasoning behind this pick was that Lattimore would be on Devontae Parker and give him fits, which would lead to a lot of quick passes to Jalen Waddle. I could not have written the game script any better to go this way. Um, Devontae Parker, zero catches. Waddle was peppered with targets all around the line of scrimmage. Sometimes you just get it right. Um, Sometimes you do. Dawson Knox, to wrap it up, he gets you a touchdown, but not much else. Finishes inside the top 10, which is not hard to do at tight end. But not enough to be counted as a big pick win. That wraps it up. Two for four on me on the big picks. I will take it. Three at three for eight as a team. We will do better this week, we hope. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're keeping our fingers crossed for. Um, we're moving on, though. We'll just kind of keep this train rolling onto some other players that probably let you down. Matt Stafford, nine points um, this week. Not what you're hoping for at the quarterback position, um, at the running back position. Um, you, you had, you know, big names that, that you were really needing more from Saquon Barkley, three points finishing as the running back 52 Alvin Kamara. We talked about running back 36, Jonathan Taylor, whereas he is still a stud. He was technically just a low end RB two and finished with 10 points. And then of course, Cordero Patterson, I called him. He was going to have a big game, um, against the lions and that just never happened. Um, the lions are actually looking surprisingly stout. And Cordero Patterson finished with 7.8 points as the running back 31. So ugly, ugly, ugly stuff here. Can I ask you what happened to these wide receivers, Travis? Like what happened to like big name? It was a weird day all around. Yeah, I I feel like if your guys all played, you got lucky. Yeah, CD Lamb. A lot of them played and got hurt. A lot of them were just letdowns, and you're like. Gosh, I would have played somebody else. 50 points, Travis. 50 points, and CeeDee Lamb gives you a wide receiver 42. On the, yeah, the on defense the was nuts. That's what yep. you get. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, CeeDee. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver 29, 11.5 points. Um, And then DK Metcalf, 11 points. He had that one bomb touchdown and then really nothing else. So wide receiver 31 for DK Metcalf. Um, tight end. I mean, your, your usual suspects, um, but I'm not talking about Denver. Um, just burn it to the ground. But George Kittle, man, like you're lucky that checks notes. Ronald Jones pulled me through to the championship. This he, week. he tends to do that. Um, and Dallas Goddard. <laughs> oh, Dallas Goddard. Can we? Oh, yeah. You know what? Can I can I just stop and talk real real quick for the amount of I'm sitting at work. I have a day job. <laughs> Okay, and I'm getting these text messages, these tweets about the litany of information that Travis decided today was Ronald Jones Appreciation Day. And just it's like you're looking into the Twitter void and just like, see, he's a starting running back. 
He can play. Just putting all these like riddles like here are these running backs. They all have 190 touches. This player has more was it yards per attempt than all of these superstar running backs. And everyone's like, oh, who is it? Is it Zeke? Is it is it Joe Mixon? And you're like, no, no, it's Ronald freaking Jones. And I have to watch this. I have to watch this all take place. I have to watch these flies fall into this trap that, that you laid for them because you're just sitting around and no one, you just, do you not think that people are talking about Ronald Jones enough? Because it was amazing. He doesn't deserve to be talked about Travis. Apparently he does because the list that he was on and the responses Uh that people were giving fell right into my plan to bring awareness Uh to the greatness that is Ronald Jones. Oh, it's just gross. Just gross, Travis. So we had some big time players. Some big time guys showed up, showed out. The usual Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, both finishing inside the top five for you. Yep. We already said Joe Burrow, number one on the week. Dak Prescott finally bounces back for you. Wide receivers, how about T. Higgins? My goodness. About time. That was wild. I'm going to let you take T. Higgins for a second. Because I need you to recap what your thought process was going into this game because you called this one. You mean T Hall of Fame Higgins? Yeah, so I if you didn't listen to our episode previously, go back, listen. Um the Baltimore Ravens struggle against the passing options and Bengals struggle against, you know, other passing options as well, most specifically the tight end. Um, but more specifically, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh Tyler Boyd, all finishing within the top 13. And looking at this, it's a divisional matchup. These teams know each other well. Um, and earlier this season, Joe Burrow lit the Baltimore Ravens up, um, going for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Um, 500 yards in this game. The writing was just kind of on the wall, it felt like to me. Um, I know I joke about victory lapping, but, yeah. but this one just felt like divisional matchup and you were all over it it just you were all right so if you did listen to the advice or if you got the information somewhere and you did put someone from this team on in your lineup kudos to you because you did a good thing you did a good thing um but you were talking about Jalen Waddle yeah Waddle goes wide receiver eight overall when you need him in a big way coming off the COVID list Stefan Diggs gives you a top 10 if you're still alive with Stefan Diggs he came through for you and then at running back, Joe Mixon. You'd love to see him up there again. But number one, Justin Jackson. Huge waiver wire pickup. Yeah, who didn't see that coming, right? Uh, I played against him in a home league. I, I barely missed him picking him up. Um, uncharacteristic to let him fall. But I escaped it. Um, who were the big-time tight ends? Oh, the big-time tight ends. There were, there were some, you know, you, like I said, usual suspects this week. Week 16, Dalton Schultz finishing as the tight end two. Mark the Man Andrews finishing as the tight end one because the king himself, Travis Kelsey, did not play. And then, of course, you got Kyle Pitts, the rookie who's only 126 yards, Travis, away from breaking Mike Ditka's record, um, coming in as the tight end four this past week. So he's going to need 126 yards this week for that record to be valid. Look, man, and that's not impossible, okay? Because it's going to say, with an extra game, if it takes an extra game. Hey, man, a record's a record, okay? I don't I don't make the rules. 
Record is a record, okay? Records were meant meant to be broken. You sound like a Kyle Pitts owner. Wow. Wow. I sound like a man of destiny is that is what I sound like, sir. That's uh but yeah, that's those are the uh some of the big time names again. Um it, we hope we hope as many of you listening made it into the championships. Um if not, there's always next year. Um there's always playoff fantasy which is a thing. Um but speaking of championships, Travis, um I want to talk I want to talk mindset because I'd like I like this week. I love it. Let's do it. This week should be centered around decision making, the things that you really have cuz these these could be agonizing decisions and we've only got a couple days until football kicks off this week. Um but the championship mindset. Um is there is this where you kind of take your shot, Travis, or are you kind of calling it safe? Are you playing it safe? What do you mean safe? All right, so you've got a stud who has not. Not. I didn't mean to be so offended by that, but right. this we're all in all the time over here. So sure. what is the safe right, option? So you have a name, right? Okay. You have. Let's let's look at some let's look at some matchups. Okay. You've got some big name wide receivers that might be going up against some some top tier talent you know like looking at some of the the names out there okay good matchup the los angeles chargers are facing the denver broncos okay and the broncos just so happen to be one of the better defenses in the league um are you are you hesitant at all to start like a keenan allen you know, no way. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense because uh, you've got Mike Williams. But and I and you know I'm not in the start your studs camp. Yeah. Meaning, this isn't a no matter what start your studs right. mindset that I have ever had. But all right. I'm not scared of the Broncos. Do you think? I'm just. Do not. you think? All right. So Mark Andrews, is there a chance that he draws Jalen Ramsey in this game against the Los Angeles Rams? I don't think so. I think they'll move him around enough. He's he's so okay. focal to them in the middle of the field. And I don't think Ramsey's known as a, a middle of the field shadow kind of guy. He'll take he'll take away one side, but Right. Yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of tough matchups that we're gonna break down, of course, in, in the next episode as well, but there's just so many juicy matchups. We just talked about Michael Pittman and he could possibly have Carson Wentz but without Carson Wentz there's still a weak matchup against the Raiders um that could be someone you take advantage of that's a tough start sit for me because he's been so bad sure well you know what we've I think that's one of those where you look at who who what are your other options where do you go Michael Pittman where do you pivot there's also a matchup between the Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans um, we just talked about how good the Dolphins are against the running back maybe you don't have another choice maybe you might be forced to start a Deonta Foreman, Travis, are are you you know he 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 had a what what did he have last week? Did he have he probably had a I think he scored. He might have scored. Um, I don't think he had a huge week. Um, but nonetheless, uh, a guy like that that you know maybe you you're forced to start him. Are you looking another option there, or are you going with the starter? Um, this week Deonta Foreman finishing as the running back thirty two. So not necessarily someone you're married to. All right, put it this way to you, Travis. 
are you starting Deontay Foreman or are you starting the Philadelphia Eagles Jordan Howard against the Washington football team? I like Jordan Howard and Boston Scott both over Deontay Foreman this week. Okay. I think they both have they both have plenty of a carved out role. Okay. In a positive game script game and the Eagles are just absolutely rolling right now. So I want both of those guys where I can get them. That's fair. All right, another another question then because there again, we're going to break down some of these next week, but Kyler Murray is a name that has been kind of an enigma lately. He is an electric athlete and of course he is one of the top quarter fantasy quarterbacks, but he's also facing an on fire Dallas defense coming up. Who's been forcing turnovers um, over turnovers and Kyler Murray, not looking his best yet. He is, has been struggling without um, Deandre Hopkins. Are you looking to play him over another quarterback? Like Trey Lance, who is facing the Houston Texans this week. Ooh. Um, that now, again, we know that he's going to be running a lot. Um, I don't think we can really compare the defenses between the Cowboys and the Texans. There are other you know weak defensive matchups as well. Um, if Justin Fields plays, he gets the Giants, which they're not terrible. I'm just looking around. If Taysom Hill comes back, he gets the Panthers. Russell Wilson against the Lions. I think I would go. I think you got to go Kyler Murray. Over and Trey Lance. Does it feel? It feels crazy, kind of be to be. That's just tough. If you lose that, if you lose that game, and you say, "I sat Kyler Murray, and he gives you his token thirty points," you're gonna be so mad. It's tough, man. Uh, because you know what the the Cowboys haven't been. I mean, they haven't been exactly the best, but they're far from the worst. They're actually what I think they're sixth best defense against the quarterback, and they're just they're they're on fire right now. So it's. These are the decisions you get in the championship weeks. Maybe Kyler kind of comes back to life, and Trey Lance might be someone you have sitting on your waiver wire on your bench. It's it's not an easy decision. Um, but then you've got God. Again, he could just destroy Houston, though. He could. He absolutely. He could have could. such a massive day. Well, what? We'll have to circle back to that. I want to. I want a little Trey Lance segment on the next show. Yeah. For the Thursday night show, um, where are we putting Trey Lance? What do we have realistic expectations? Yeah, I think. And then a floor and ceiling. I think that's definitely going to be something to pay attention to, um, because honestly, looking at some of these matchups, some of these matchups are brutal for the running back position. A lot of these, you know, the the Carolina Panthers New Orleans Saints game. It's probably another game where you're not going to be able to really rely on on Alvin Kamara a bunch the Carolina Panthers do a good job against the quarter or against the running back position the Titans and Dolphins again another matchup where both teams are good against the running back you're going to have there are a lot of top heavy matchups you know the passing attacks in the Chiefs and Bengals game um again I think you're going to be able to ride these guys off their hot weeks and I think these are going to turn into league winners you know if you have a Tyler Boyd that's sitting on your bench and you've you, maybe you didn't play him last week because you didn't think you could trust him. Well, you could throw him in. You can you can trust him this week. You know, you're facing the Jets. You know, I make the jokes about Ronald Jones, but Ronald Jones against the Jets, there's one team that's above all the rest that allows um, 27 points on average to the running back position each week, and that is the New York Jets. That's going to be a 
a nice, nice matchup. They've given up 22 rushing touchdowns. And, you know. Oh, my God. I love what you're saying right now. So, these are things that. This is music to my ears. Well, if you like that, another guy that you're going to be looking for and who might actually be, I want to take, I want to pay attention to his, his health throughout the week because Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is going to be a player to watch out for because the Houston's all Houston Texans also give up the fourth most fancy points to the running back position have, and have given up 18 rushing touchdowns themselves. So do you think Elijah Mitchell, when he comes back, gets his 20 plus carries or do you think he gets 15 and Jeff Wilson gets around 15? Look, if he gets 15, I'm happy with it. Um, but I think that when he comes back, Kyle Shanahan always plays the bell bell cow card. So when a running back comes back, he, he feeds him his normal load. I think that's someone you can definitely look out for. Um, same thing with Deandre Swift. Look, if Deandre Swift comes back guys and the Seattle Seahawks are still really bad at football right now, this is a team where I fully expect Deandre Swift. If he is playing in this game for whatever reason he's playing, you put in DeAndre Swift because he's the most explosive athlete in that backfield. Um, I want to see him play so bad. It's been so long. You know, it's also been so long since we've seen a Nick Chubb blow up game. And uh, he gets to also face a surprisingly soft Steelers defense. So, goodness, Jonathan Taylor's in a blow up week um, possibility this week. It, there's just there's a lot of, a lot of matchups that, that bear to, to be good. Um, for the running back position, I I'm just I'm excited to see it. I, I'm gonna say it right now, Travis, because I, I I'm sure you want to hear this as well. Javante Williams is about to have a league winning week. What? Um, is Melvin out? Well, it I don't think it really even matters if Melvin is out. Um, because the Los Angeles Chargers are the second worst team against the running back position, and there's a team in Denver that loves to run the ball. So. Well, I have Javante Williams in one league, and I would have to start him over Sonny Michelle, who is pretty much unbenchable right now with the workload he's getting, Joe Mixon, and Ronald Jones. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be tough. So the only way I think I can start him is if Melvin Gordon is out. Oh, well, I mean, that's, we're going we're gonna to have to wait. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, because I think you can still start both of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, I, man, who are say those names again? Who are you going to have to start Javante Williams? Williams, you got Mixon, you've got Michelle. For him, for him, yeah, for him to get in the lineup, it would be I would have to bench one of these three: Mixon, Ooh. Ronald Jones, Sonny Michelle. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Yeah, it is. These are really good problems to have. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think you could do that either. Um a sneaky matchup could be also Devin Singletary. If you have him sitting if you're thin and you've got Devin Singletary, him against the Falcons, you could do worse. You can do much worse. Yeah, he's a Devin sneaky Singletary. play. I, I can't wait for the we need to have a, an extended list come Thursday of who to start, some context of who you're starting him against. We can spend an hour doing that. Absolutely. I mean, look, I wanted to spend some more time talking about this because this is more conversational than we normally get to, to be at the end of our podcast. We've, we tried to keep keep it a lot more structured, but I'm just going 
you know, cross-referencing the the worst defenses against positional averages, and I'm telling you right now, Devontae Adams is about to go nuclear on the Vikings. Oof. Um, they are by far, and I mean by far, the worst, um, worst team against wide receivers. And you know who's right there with them? I say by far, but you know who's right there with them, Travis? The Tennessee Titans, which means Jalen Waddle rides again. Back to back. And then you've got guys, you know, I think Dallas Goddard's going to have a nice game this week. Devontae Smith could have a good one. He could have one. Um, Cooper Cup, of course, is going to be fantastic as usual. The Baltimore Ravens just cannot. They're so beat up. Um, but the the passing options for the Rams in this week, if if they, I mean, it's, it's, it's in um, Baltimore. So, I mean, it's tough to, to say in a home matchup, but I think the Rams are able to just put it on the Ravens. Yeah. It it should be nasty. I think they, I think they get them by 20 plus. Yeah. And then you've got the Cowboys. I mean, start your Cowboys. Amari Cooper. I have him uh, going up against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are really bad against the, the wide receiver. I mentioned last episode that they've given up the most passing touchdowns to the, to the position. Same with the Chicago Bears against the Giants, although whoever plays quarterback for the Giants, probably not someone you're going to want to rely on. Oh, goodness. Um, it's just th- We're going to cover this more in depth next week. This is just fun to talk about. If you're kind of driving on your way to work, um, you know, if you're just kind of chilling, just need something in, in to listen to, I mean, these are valid points. Uh, like I said, our methodology right now, just kind of looking at the worst defenses against the position, um, and looking over the schedule, um, we're going to go more in depth, you know, on the next episode, but boy, that I'm let's do a quick, a quick re- recap of the dynasty trade, because that was a very polarizing trade Yeah, that apparently on Twitter that I posted this morning. It was a wild one for sure, because you traded Ronald Jones, uh, or you traded for Ronald, Jones, for Ronald you Jones, gave yeah. up Deandre Hopkins and a third round pick and a third to me, in a dynasty, just, the third and fourth are nothing. I know that's not no, true. Yeah, that's they're filler. I mean, don't get me wrong. When it you, just uh, looks better. My, Elijah Mitchell was a third round pick for me, so um, I'm not. So saying you can no. find one, but there's a lot of misses out there. You can find guys, and lucky for you, you have losing sucks in the off season, and you got your boy who's a who's a dynasty savant. My so. fourths are basically seconds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get that, get that two round boost. But for real though, uh, talking about that trade because, um, I, I don't, uh, I, it's hard for me because winning the dynasty championship is like all that matters, especially when you finally get there. Um, if you're lucky enough to be one of those bottom teams that that isn't in a position to win, and you can kind of take advantage of these people looking to push for that, that championship these are the kind of deals that you can make um i'm not saying that travis got fleeced because at the end of the day a lot of people do think that and that's okay with me i want people to have their own opinion a mid-season trade absolutely i'm sitting here what are you doing oh my goodness but if it it was last night after the game 100 situational because yeah, absolutely a high-powered offense you get their starting running back against the worst defense against the running back position so no, I. It is a move to win right now. Exactly, it is not a bad trade. You're essentially trading, in my opinion, and I think your opinion too. You you could be trading DeAndre Hopkins. If I asked you right now, would you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a ring? The answer is yes. Absolutely. 
And that's um, the thing is so because my my RB2 after losing McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt was and Leonard Fournette was going to be yeah. David Johnson and there's nothing out there in this league. No. I'm not willing to do that. After trading a first round pick last week for Hunter Renfro, I have to continue to be all in. Otherwise it was all for naught. So Yeah. I've got guys in my locker room that want to see are we really going all out for right. you, our GM, or are you gonna sell us out and say, <laughs> I'll hold on to an aging wide receiver when there's somebody out there that could help us win right now? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to tell you that you made the wrong decision there, especially like I said, especially if you win. So that's all I need. As long as it's hard for you, that means it was not a, a horrible no. deal. Um, because at the end of the day, it's dynasty. Crazy things can happen. Um, you know, I traded for DeAndre Hopkins, thinking I could win a championship. And guess what? Guess where I'm at? I don't have a championship. So, um, it, you know, you just happen. never know. There's so many variables. Exactly. Guy, and you say, oh well, I'll be better in the future. That no. doesn't mean that you'll. A, make the playoffs. Man. B, advance. I mean, I had an all-star team coming into yeah. this league and ask, after ask the draft guy. and lost four starters. I'm like, what ask the heck? Ask how quickly your your team can change. This guy. Um, oh, yeah. Your team was, team was loaded. Like, well, also, I had a dynasty team who was I, – I was set for a championship, and then I in that season I lost Andrew Luck because he retired. Um and that that's someone you build your whole team around. So yeah, ask me how quickly your your odds can change. I mean, granted, that's that's kind of crazy, but that's dynasty. I mean, that's 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 my point. You and when you're when you make it to the Super Bowl, there is no player value comparison. No, that you cannot put a price on a ring. And so when you're there and you're you think you're a player or too shy for sure, you got to go. Yeah, I, it, and it's hard because you could you could be waiting five years to get back. So. Um, I think that's fair. Um, stay tuned, though, in the offseason for when we're able to talk future. We're able to talk dynasty. We're going to have um, a few fun um, new ways to connect with you guys that we're going to reveal here in the next few weeks. Oh, so yeah. Stay tuned to the Twitter account at Losing Sucks. We've got one more episode left in this season, Travis, to talk to the people and get them through their championship weeks. We hope to stick with you. We hope you stick with us. Make sure you're following us again over on Twitter at Losing Sucks. And remember, folks, losing sucks. Don't do it. Don't do it.